0: Welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. Right now, let's listen in to this week's message. I want to ask you to just take your Bibles and hold them up, and we're talking again this morning about the gifts of Christmas. And say it with me, this is my Bible. My Bible. One of the greatest gifts. Can I get a witness? Amen. A lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path, God's holy word on which I stand. And having done all, I'm going to stand on the Word of God. Whatever the Word of God says I am, whatever the Word of God says I have, whatever the Word of God says I can do, say with me, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Hallelujah. The Christmas season, I love it, and I have ever since I was a little kid. It's just a special time of the year. That's why it comes and goes so quickly because we appreciate it so much. We look forward to it. But it's a great time for faith and family and friends and food and all those things that go together. And then I like all the things that go with Christmas as well. I like Christmas songs. I like Christmas movies. I, I, I like all the things that, that just go, uh, 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 and I like the gifts of Christmas as well. We'll talk about that in just a second. But first of all, the Christmas songs. I love the songs of the season, and I know that you do as well. In fact, right after Thanksgiving, I set my radio to 96.1, and then I also have a satellite radio right now, so I have five stations all together playing Christmas music. If I don't like something, I'll just go right to the next one, and I'm just going back and forth between Christmas stations. But I just love music. In fact, I grew up with music, and I'm a musician myself, but I just really appreciate... And uh, by the way, the worship band and singers were so good this morning, Amen. They just really good and got that, got that guitar going on strong today. I'll tell you what, they don't have to worry about any of us that grew up in the '60s and the '70s. We roll with it, man. It's not like, hey, that's loud. That's like we, we played it so loud back then. We've all lost our hearing. You can play it loud right now. But anyway, I'm messing with you. <laughs> But I love the songs of the seasons. In fact, uh, every time that I hear a certain song, it takes me back to another place in time filled with so many great memories. You know, you just put on a song sometimes and it just transports you back to another place that you were when you were younger. And so uh, as those of you that love Christmas music know... Uh, There are many artists that do new versions of old classic Christmas songs. They do a new version of an old classic song, and sometimes they hit the mark, and other times they miss it by a mile. And I've learned that many artists sing a song while some other artists actually own the song. It just doesn't get better than, you know. For instance, Nat King Cole owns the Christmas song. You know, chestnuts roasting by an open fire. Chestnuts roasting by an open fire. You know, that kind of thing. And then Bing Crosby owns White Christmas. No one owns it like Bing Crosby. Andy Williams owns It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Jose Feliciano owns Feliz Navidad. It doesn't get any better than Jose. You can try, but it doesn't get any better and uh, Mariah Carey owns All I Want for Christmas is You. In fact, this is the most played Christmas song that there is. And Mariah grew up in, a ch- grew up in church, and that's where she learned to sing. But uh, that song, nobody sings it more often. And, and then also, uh, yes, the uh, Elvin and the Chipmunks, they own Christmas Don't Be Late, you know? <laughs> You love that song? Me too. Okay, give Alvin and the Chipmunks a good hand, all right? And then, besides the Christmas songs, we have Christmas movies, and at Christmas time, we also like, like to watch. You know our favorite Christmas movies, if if we can get them in, the time and so forth? I always like to watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and that came from all the way back when I was a little kid. That was on TV when we had three stations, and everybody knew everything that was on. Now we have 500 stations and nothing to watch. But anyway, and then I like to watch A Christmas Carol, the story of Ebenezer Scrooge, written by Charles Dickens many years ago. It's a classic. And then uh, a movie that we all like that's become a classic right now is Elf. I really like watching Elf. And, uh, and then w- one of my favorites is A Christmas Story. It's the story of Ralphie and his quest to get a Red Ryder BB gun. Uh, in spite of his mom's worst fears, you'll shoot your eye out. But anyway, it's, uh, that's called, if you've never watched A Christmas Story, you need to pick that one up and, and watch that as well. And then my all-time favorite, which you all know, It's a Wonderful Life The story of George Bailey, Mr. Potter, the wealthiest and meanest man in town, uh, along with Clarence, angel second class, who's trying to work to earn his wings by helping George Bailey through the toughest time of his life. That's, it's a wonderful life. I've only seen it about 50 times, and I'm still running into people that have never seen it for the first time. It's on all the time, a Christmas story and a wonderful life. It's on during Christmas. Some stations play it all day. All right. So, we talked about uh, Christmas songs, we talked about Christmas music, and uh, also I like the gifts of Christmas. When I was a kid, we always looked forward to opening our Christmas gifts. We couldn't wait. You know, I'd just sit there by the Christmas tree on a cold winter night, and then I'd look at the packaging, and man, sometimes I got to confess, I would pick away at the packaging to see how well it was taped, you know. Somehow the end of that box accidentally got opened, and I'm not sure how that happened. We didn't have gifts like they have today. We didn't have things like Xbox or the Xbox X or the PlayStation 5 or Nintendo Switch. We didn't even know what that was. The Switch was on the wall. That was it. And uh, those cool games hadn't even been thought of yet. There were no PCs. There were no laptops or smart, smartphones or Internet. You know, the, 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 you know, we had phones finally when I was a kid with touch tone. That was a big deal. And then you would have, you didn't have a wireless phone. You had a phone with a 12-foot cord that you could go all the way out into the garage and back with, and people would trip over it and whatever. But the gifts that we had back then weren't these high-tech gifts. They were gifts like Lincoln Logs that are still made in America, by the way. I just saw that. They're still milled in America. Uh, with some parts when they get in a bind, you know, coming in from other places, but uh, still made in America. Then G.I. Joe, the big version, uh, and, you know, his hands went like this, you know, like this, you know, G.I. Joe. And then Erector sets and race car sets, train sets, hot wheels, model cars, airplanes, things like that. We love that kind of stuff. My sisters were always looking for things, all things Barbie, Barbie dolls, Barbie doll house, a Barbie car, a Ken doll, to go with barbie and things like that of course you had the uh easy bake oven and the uh creepy crawler maker and the incredible edible creepy crawler maker that they uh, took out of business now because too many kids were burning their hands and then uh and then wood burning sets you know remember the back that back in the day before there's any safety You i was like oh let's get our kid a wood burning set that's a good idea <laughs> You know, you know. Anyway, they all got burnt. But that's how we learn: not to get cut, not to get burnt. Just get smart. Come on. So we all lived to tell it. You know, what were seat belts for? You know, just throw the kids in the car. You know, and uh, and we lived in the back of station wagons on a pad. You know, and traveled the whole United States on the back a But but don't get me wrong. I'm completely for seat belts. Just so you know. Okay. Now. The gifts that we received at Christmas were so fun to play with, but the excitement uh, didn't last for more than a few months, and then we were looking for other gifts and other toys. Again, the latest version with the most up-to-date features, that kind of a thing. And in fact, I was looking at this according to the Toy Industry Association, all right? the TIA, the Toy Industry Association, the average American child receives more than $6,500 worth of toys in their lifetime. Did you get that? In their lifetime, they receive $6,500 worth of toys. Now, I know you're gasping at me, but add it up for a period of 18 years and see what you come up with, the number you come up with. The average American child has 71 toys. This is according to the Toy Industry Association. They have 71 toys and still can't find anything to play with. So here's the point, everyone. Most of us, most of the gifts that we receive at Christmas are temporary. They only satisfy us for a season. That's why we're always looking for new gifts year after year, but the true gifts of Christmas last for a lifetime. They're eternal and they never grow old. So... The true gifts of Christmas that I'll talk about here in just a minute—they're the ones that last for a lifetime. that You don't have to replace them; they never grow old. I want to just talk this morning briefly about seven gifts of Christmas. All right. I'm not talking about these seven gifts of Christmas. I'm just talking about seven. There's more than I, I'm, I'm talking about this morning, but let me give you seven gifts of Christmas this morning. All right. First of all, is the gift of love. How many are glad for the gift of love? Christmas is about giving the gift of love. And in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 9, it goes this way. This is how God showed his love among us. How did he show his love among us? He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. So here's God. He said, I want to show love to you. How am I going to do that? I'm going to do it by giving a gift, the gift of my son, that we might have life through him. How many of you think that that gift of love is a pretty good gift, amen? And if God loved us that much, then we should love one another. If God loved us, we should love one another. We're living in a world right now that is frayed on the edges. Everybody's just a little bit agitated. Everyone's just a little bit close to the surface. Everyone's just getting ready just to, kind of, just to pop off and to just kind of you know, get upset. We need to show love. Everybody slow down in your cars just a little bit. You don't have to save 15 seconds getting to the store. Just kind of ease back, breathe deep, and just let it happen. Let the intersections clear. You don't always have to be first in line on the road. You don't have to zoom out there and get caught by the photo camera. Can I get a witness? Amen. But in other words, just kind of chill a little bit and learn to love people, and you'll find out there's a lot of wacky people out there. (laughs) And, 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 and you just got to learn to love wacky people. You might be one of them uh, from time to time. <laughs> anyway, now, if God loved us, we should love one another. In fact, the Bible says this, a new commandment I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. How many of you know that God loved you, Jesus loved you unconditionally, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples. What? if you love one another we are known by our love and everyone in a church family let me tell you this this morning if anyone's going to take love to a higher level it ought to be the church of the living God can I get a witness amen we ought to be the ones taking love to the higher level in the name of Jesus so first gift of Christmas is the gift of love praise God secondly is the gift of salvation hallelujah and I, I'm so glad this morning for our salvation that we share, hallelujah, because of Jesus Christ. In fact, an angel of the Lord came to Joseph when he was out there and he was just, you know, betwixt on whether he should marry his, his betrothed wife, Mary, whether he should marry her or not because she had become uh, expectant with Jesus. And so an angel appeared to him and uh, an angel of the Lord came to him and, and, and the angel said this, She, the Virgin Mary, will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because what? He will save people from their sins. And the operative word there is he will save them from their sins. That has to do with salvation. Hallelujah. So salvation is a gift of God. Jesus was sent as a gift to bring the gift of salvation to each one of us. He's going to save us from our sins. And it's not something you can buy or something that you earn. It's a gift from God. In fact, the Bible says this, for it is by grace that you've been saved through faith. This is not by yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So Christmas is about receiving the gift of salvation and I want to just ask you this morning, how many of you are glad you're saved today, amen? And how many of you have received the gift of salvation? And if you're glad that you're saved that Jesus loves you, that he redeemed you and he bought you with a price, and you have salvation, you've been born again today, give the Lord the best hand clap of the morning. Would you do that, amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. The third gift this morning that we get is the gift of joy. Say with me this morning, Joy and we need it. Hallelujah. Christmas is about the gift of joy. That's why we sing, Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. We sing that. So the angels started that all out, the angels in the field in Luke chapter 2, the Christmas story. The angels said to them, the shepherds, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Say it with me this morning. Good tidings great joy that'll be to all people for it why why do we have joy for there is born to you this day in the city of david a savior who is christ the lord because jesus came into this world we can have joy and i'll tell you what everybody we need a brand new baptism of joy in our lives we need more joy in our lives I was just walking out the other day. It was a sunny morning. I was going out to walking, and pray, and I'm talking about just in the last few days. It was brisk outside, a little bit chilly in the morning, but man, the sun was shining after being a couple of gloomy days in the road, you know, overcast days, and the sun was out, and I was, I was getting walking to say, thank you, Lord God. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. That's the joy thing. I will rejoice and be glad in it, and sometimes you've got to will yourself into joy. I will rejoice and be glad. In other words, it just occurred to me right now that you have joy, but every now and then you need to rejoice. Rejoice. In other words, I will rejoice. In other words, joy isn't just a one-time thing. It's an everyday thing. And just kind of get a hold of your attitude and say, you are too gloomy. You are too downcast. You are too critical. Get yourself some joy right now. And then I would just say, thank you, Lord God. This is a day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Lord God. Amen? And I'll tell you what, it improves you. You can talk yourself into a better attitude. You really can. And God gave us the gift of joy. Praise God. This this world is not our home as good as this world could ever be. It's had a couple of bad years, I'm telling you and this world is not our home we're we're only passing through god's got everything under control and he's also built us a mansion in heaven he's got we've got a reservation there man i'll tell you what the joy of the lord is my strength hallelujah amen hallelujah hallelujah praise god i i ran into somebody the other day and uh, and and i was talking to them and and i said man uh, they asked me, uh, "What are you getting ready to do?" I'm saying, "Getting ready to celebrate Christmas," and and then uh, I said, "Well, how about you? What are you going to do?" And the person said, yeah, "Well, we don't celebrate Christmas," and which could mean you might be a Jewish faith or whatever. But they were of a uh, kind of they uh, they call themselves Christians, but they don't celebrate any holidays. And or and I'm going like, "Why wouldn't you want to celebrate the?" birthday of jesus i mean that seems like a pretty good thing but you can find theologically maybe why you don't do you know maybe you celebrate only the feast but you don't celebrate Christmas. maybe there's a good explanation for it but i'm just what i noticed was this person was not happy at all and i'm just just not happy at all and i'll tell you what i just believe that god wants us to have a greater level and a greater measure of joy in our lives hallelujah we serve a God of good news the gospel is good news all we get fed from the bad news is a narrative of fear and and all this kind of stuff and it kind of just drag you down but I'll tell you what we serve a God who brings us joy thank you Lord and the joy of the Lord will be my strength the fourth thing here this morning is this is we receive the gift of peace say with me this morning peace hallelujah you know my peace he gives to us so uh, in Luke chapter 2 it says suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel now the angel is talking to the shepherds but all of a sudden uh, uh, the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill to all men peace to those on whom his favor rests so um Peace, he gives us his peace. So the angels announced the peace of the Lord, a great company of the heavenly host. Say it with me this morning, a great company of the heavenly host. You can put that scripture back up there. A great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel. Now when you're talking about the heavenly host, you're talking about Innumerable angels. So first of all, an angel talked to the shepherds, but then all of a sudden he says, "I bring you great tidings of great joy and peace." He says, "And there's going to be peace on earth, goodwill." And he says, "Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace on whom His favor rests." That's what the, all the angels are saying. But there's this great host of angels. And in the Bible, I'm not going to talk about angels this morning, but there's different ranks of angels. There's different populations of angels. They all have different duties. In fact, when the Bible talks about angels, it it speaks in military terms. And there was a company of angels here, a great company of the heavenly hosts that filled up the sky, and they began, uh, and this company again represents the armies of the Lord. Say it with me this morning, the armies of the Lord. I'm talking about, you talk about the U.S. Army, or you talk about the Soviet Army, or you talk about the Chinese Army, we're backed up by the greatest military in the universe, the Army of the Lord. Can I get a witness, amen? So a great company, and they shouted out, peace on earth, to whom his favor rests. Praise God. So that innumerable host of angels. In fact, if you look down at Levi Stadium, I don't know what Levi Stadium holds, maybe 75, 80,000 people, whatever it might be. But if that was full of angels, that would just give you a glimpse. If you were on, like, kind of just an overhead view, and the whole place, including the field, was filled with all of these angels, these angelic beings, there they were talking about glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace and goodwill towards men. Praise God, if the angels can do it in heaven, we can do it here on earth. Can I get a witness, amen? Hallelujah. So Christmas is about receiving the gift of peace. And we live in a world filled with uncertainty and fear, fear of disease, fear of war, fear of terror, fear of of all these things, fear of natural disasters, as we just saw. And just when we begin to rise above our fears, the daily news fills us with more fears. Have you noticed that? It's like Lay's potato chips. You can't just eat one. They keep on making more and more. In other words, the news keeps on cranking out fearful news. And we live, everybody, here this morning, just so you know, if you're wondering what's happening in the world today, we live in perilous times. How many you know that we live in perilous times. And Jesus says, when you begin to see all these things begin to happen, look up, because your redemption draweth nigh. Hallelujah. So we live in perilous times. But... We need peace in our world and in our lives more than ever. But how does peace come? Let me give you the answer. The gift of peace comes through Jesus, the Prince of Peace. He's the Prince of Peace. Here's what Jesus says. Look at this. Peace I live with. I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you what the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid, but my peace I give to you, a peace that passes all understanding. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Thank God for all that he's done and then share your requests with him. And he says, I'm going to give you a peace that passes all understanding that will rule in your hearts today. Praise God. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. So peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Say it with me this morning. Peace. I leave with you my peace I give to you. God says, I'm going to give you my peace. I don't give it to you as the world gives. The world won't give you peace. The world will give you a pill to try to make you have peace. It's the best the world can do. But I'm telling you what, God will surpass a pill and give you a peace that passes all understanding. Don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. When you know that verse, you just say, Thank you, Lord God. I thank you right now. I receive your peace. I'm not going to be troubled. I'm not going to be afraid right now because I know you're in control in the name of Jesus. It's a gift of peace. Hallelujah. Then the fifth gift. Are you all with me here this morning? You all with me? All right. All right. Praise God. Is that Sarah over there? Sarah, how are you? The miracle girl. This is Sarah Zakuda good to see you and randy and grace are back right now for the second sunday in a row i think you were here last sunday and sarah's here sarah is a living walking miracle she ended up getting covid in the hospital and she was twice vaccinated she's a nurse herself but she ended up getting covid actually had to be she's only 22 years old ended up putting on a on a, on a, a, a ventilator as well and, and, and then had the tough, tough time of recovering. And thank God, Sarah, you are like, you know, you're an angel to me today. And, and thank God you're just... Give, give the Lord a great hand clap for Sarah. God bless you. The next gift that we receive at Christmas is the gift of hope. And God knows that we all need hope. Do you realize before Jesus came and gave us the gift of salvation, we were on the outside looking in, everybody. We were Gentiles in a Jewish land. The Jews had the Torah. They had their claim on God. You know what I'm saying? They were God's people. They, they were the, the uh, commonwealth of Israel, you'd call the Jews. So, But we Gentiles, say it with me this morning, we Gentiles, unless you're a Jew here this morning, you're a Gentile. And the Gentiles were on the outside looking in without hope. In fact, the Bible says this, Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. They were, they were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. In other words... We, we were aliens and strangers, and watch this, having no hope and without God in this world. Say with me this morning, having no hope. And we were without hope. I don't know if you've ever lived in a time, some of you uh, lived in a time where you got picked for every team, but I didn't get picked first for any team. I got picked kind of, you know, three quarters there, sometimes last. And it's no fun. It's not a good feeling when you're on the outside looking in, and you're a stranger, and you're in an alien. Especially when we'd move to a new town as a preacher's kid, you know, and you're just trying to get find your way, but you're on the outside, and you're kind of reminded that you're on the outside. And and but then there's hope, and so you you feel like you're a far off, but. We were strangers and aliens. We were not in that Jewish world. We weren't part of the commonwealth of Israel. We were aliens and strangers without hope and without God. But watch the next verse. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once afar off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We who were without hope now have hope. Thank you, Lord God. I was without hope, but now I have certain hope in the name of Jesus. Praise God. And that's a gift of Christmas as well, that we have hope, we've been brought nigh, we've been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And then number six here this morning is this. This is the greatest gift of all. It's the gift of Jesus. The greatest gift of Christmas is Jesus. Say it with me this morning. Jesus is the reason for the season he really is. I like what Nelson said last week. He said, but you are the reason why Jesus came. You know, Jesus is the reason for the season, but you are the reason why Jesus came and gave himself to die on the cross. That was his passion. You were his passion, and he went through his passion for you. So... The Bible says this in John three sixteen, the most quoted verse from the Bible, for God so loved the word, say it with me this morning, that he gave his only what, begotten son, whose name is Jesus, that whoever believes on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Everyone here this morning, we are all a little bit perishable. We have an expiration date on our lives. It's appointed to man once to die, and then the judgment. We all have, you've seen the, Dates on the stuff that's in your refrigerator, right? Don't use after the... We all have a date on us. Only God knows what it is. But we're all perishable. But because of Jesus said, you're not going to perish, but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. So, and I like this next verse here. It says this. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Praise God. When we were without hope and utterly helpless at just the right time, Jesus came for us. Hallelujah. So watch this. Last Sunday, uh, Nelson preached on the cost of Christmas. Today we're talking about the gifts of Christmas. So the gift of Jesus, the gift of salvation is brought to you completely free. It's yours free of charge. And yet... It came at great cost, and so the gift has great value because it came at great cost. Now, when we open our gifts at Christmas, we might get a variety of gifts, but there are some gifts that you get that came at great cost, and uh, ladies, you know that sometimes your husband will give you a special gift. It doesn't just get put up on the shelf or laid to the side. Some of those gifts that you get get put in a safe or a safe place, and I want to just say here this morning, even though salvation is free, it's by grace we've been saved, it's a gift from God, and it's not anything you can give for it, even though it's free, it came at great cost and it has great value, and we don't put that up on a shelf either, we treasure it in our heart, we lock it up in our heart, in other words, into safekeeping, I, in other words, don't neglect your own salvation, thank you Lord God. So the greatest gift of Christmas is the gift of Jesus in our lives. And if you believe that, give Jesus a great uh, hand clap of praise. Would you do that, amen? Hallelujah. All right, now I could end right there, but God is a giver of gifts and God keeps on just giving gifts. So let me just share one more that he gave that was such an amazing gift because he's here with us today, the Holy Spirit. And God sent the gift of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus finished his work on earth, when he finished his three years of ministry on earth, now he's about 36 years old. And, and so, or 30, 33 years old. Which one was it? 33, thank you, see? That's why, that's why, come let us reason together. He started at 30, then 33, completed his ministry. He ascends to the Father. And when he gets ready to ascend to the Father, they think he's going away. But he says, you know, I'm not going away. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to come back to you. So he says, I I will come to you. And I'm not going to leave you alone, but I'm going to come to you. And so he says, I want you to go tarry in Jerusalem and just wait for the promise of the Father, Acts chapter 2. And then you'll remember during the day of Pentecost... Peter, the apostle that denied Christ three times, got to preach that great message. But Peter's preaching, and he says this in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the what? The gift of the Holy Spirit. Say it with me this morning. The gift of the Holy Spirit. Everyone this morning, how many of you have received the gift of the Holy Spirit? Amen. You've received the gift of Jesus, but you received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this promise, I want you to know something about this promise. This same promise that was given on the day of Pentecost 2,000 years ago is given to us today, the gift of the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Bible says this, this promise is for you and your children and all who were afar off for all whom the Lord our God will call. This promise is to you, to your children, and your children's children, the promise of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit, man, I can't go a day without the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. I need the Holy Spirit in my life every single day because the Holy Spirit will encourage you. The Holy Spirit will guide you. The Holy Spirit will convict you. The Holy Spirit will help to lift you up. Praise God. Tell you what, the Holy Spirit will help you to keep your wits about you. When you're driving in a crowded parking spot and you can't get in, somebody cuts you off and you want to get angry, Oh, holy, no, holy, no, 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 no. You're going to just be a good... You're going to be a good person today. Remember who you are. The Holy Spirit's going to help you in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit will help you. And, and so I need all, of, all that the Holy Spirit has to offer in my life. Everybody, we are empty shells without the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. We are people of the presence of God. It's not just this Christmas story. It's not some rote thing in our head. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit will envelope you. He will fill you. He'll walk beside you, and he'll be inside of you as well. He came alongside to help you, but he says, I'll also live in you. But the Holy Spirit, we live and we walk and we breathe in the Spirit, in the name of Jesus. Can I get a witness? Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, the Holy Spirit's with you when you're at Walmart. Can I get a witness? Yes. The Holy Spirit's with, you know, last year at Walmart, I was, um, and I go to Walmart regularly, just so you know. Costco as well. And, uh, and uh, but anyway, the Holy Spirit will help you. Last, last year, I was, uh, during Christmas, it was Christmas, and, and I saw this lady behind me in a cart. Not in a cart, she was pushing a cart, not much in it, and I go like, I think she didn't have much in that cart because she couldn't afford much. And I had just bought whatever I was buying there, some groceries and things like that. But I looked back, and the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. You just need to pay for the, her cart. So I just I look back at her, and I, I, I many times do this to people that I'm. I say, Are you independently wealthy? She goes, No. And I go, I want to just I want to cover your your groceries today, and so uh, or your whatever you're buying. So we move the cart through, and then the Holy Spirit. Sp- I saw someone right behind there. And they go, that was really nice. Wow. And they didn't look like they had much. So then I go like, well, I'm going to cover your cart too. And then, because uh, and, and they, they go like, she got it, but I didn't get it. And I said, no, you got it, you got it. I'm covering you right now. And then there were these two college students behind her. And they had a lot in their cart. And, and, uh, the Holy Spirit, yeah, yeah, you're going to cover that one too. So that one was like, you know, close to $200, if I remember right, $150, $200, which today would have been $400, but anyway. Um, who's counting, right? But what I'm saying is the Holy Spirit, and so, and but they, they, they like, first they, it was like right on Christmas Eve, I think it was, and they about started crying. And they said, man, we don't, it's like, we're, we're just buying the essentials for our apartment. These were two college students that were living, sharing a, a space. And they said, we, 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 you know, we don't have the, the means that, you know, we, we're just like running on vapor right now financially and then God. But what I'm saying is that was the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will help you to be a blessing to other people. He'll just help you to be a blessing to other people. And so, um, uh, and, 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 and lift them up. So, You know, he's always got you on assignment and sharing the gospel with other people as well. In other words, he will tell you and he'll give you the words to speak to people. But it's the Holy Spirit. You're not working alone, everybody. You're not living alone. You're not just navigating alone. The Holy Spirit is with you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So... I'm not saying that to say look at me or I'd have shared it a long time ago. I think that was, over, that was a year ago. The, the whole point is, is saying that God has us in certain positions and places to where he's blessed us so that we can be a blessing to someone else. And I gotta tell you what, no matter what I did at Christmas, I felt better about that than anything that I did. Last year at Christmas, I just felt so bad because I could see instant right on, man, God used me. Uh, and 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 so and he'll use you in the same way too in little ways or big ways ways that cost something ways that hardly cost nothing just say you know be a blessing to people hallelujah just be a blessing to people name of jesus all right hallelujah praise the lord praise god okay so that's the gifts of the holy spirit and they're the promises to all of us And I'm almost done preaching, you know, and you could go a whole sermon onto this next little section, but I'm not. But it's like God is a giver of gifts. So he says, okay, I've given you all of these gifts already, but here I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit is like God, so he gives gifts. Are you following me? And you have like the nine gifts of the Spirit. Um, Some evangelicals call it the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. You'll just Google it. You'll see it. But the nine gifts of the Spirit listed in 1 Corinthians 12, 1, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant. Say with me this morning. Gifts. You've got more gifts for you. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Different gifts, but the same Spirit. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. There's nine gifts. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, working of miracles to another one gives prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another one different kinds of tongues to another interpretation of tongues nine gifts of the spirit and we're just getting started because you have the gifts of the spirit but then God says this not only do I have gifts for you I've got a fruit basket for you too it's called the fruit of spirit alright <laughs> hallelujah you didn't know that God liked fruitcake. can I get a witness anyway but he gives you the fruit of the spirit as well all of those things so he's equipping you and it's an ongoing thing hallelujah So on this Christmas, everyone, as we're getting into it, and praise God, don't wait to Christmas Day. Let every day be a Christmas Day right now, okay? In other words, don't just aim at that target. Just live every day like, thank you, Lord God, we're in it right now, and enjoy every day. On this Christmas, I pray that you and your family will receive, first of all, the gift of love, and the gift of salvation, and the gift of joy, and the gift of peace, and the gift of hope, and the gift of Jesus, and the gift of the Holy Spirit, the word of God says this, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, and God's indescribable gift is his son, Jesus Christ. And if you received the word this morning, give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Would you do that, amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. I want to ask you all to stand, and you've been wonderful to share with today. Hallelujah. Thank you for just being here today. And God bless you. Just remember what God has already gifted us with. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us him. want to just do it voices alone right now we'll sing a church of christ style which is making a melody to the lord in your heart that's why they don't use instruments at some church of christ because they say well we make a melody of the lord in our lives so we don't criticize that we go like oh i see that okay but just voices alone oh come let us adore him oh come let of praise this morning hallelujah hallelujah thank you lord god hallelujah thank you lord god hallelujah praise god i want to ask this morning that uh during our closing prayer this morning i want to just give you an invitation to receive the greatest gift of all and that's jesus christ as your lord and your savior the greatest gift of all and I received Christ into my life when I was eight years old. I was a preacher's kid. You'd think I'd have had a ticket to heaven. But you don't get a ticket to heaven. You've all got to make your own will on your own volition. Every single person has to do that for yourselves. You, you don't inherit it from your parents. Thank God we have a legacy from our parents, but we don't inherit salvation. We, ha- we, we receive salvation from the author of salvation. That's from Christ. And so this morning if you say pastor perry i want to be saved i want to be born again in other words you were born of the flesh in other words you were born from your mother's womb but now you to be born again is being born of the spirit and 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 we're body soul and spirit you know our our, you know mind will and emotion all of that kind of thing body soul and spirit our body has plenty of food our our body craves food we have plenty of food our mind or our soul craves knowledge we have plenty of knowledge but our spirit craves god and we don't have plenty of God. That's why a lot of people walk around, man, I have got knowledge and food, but I don't what's I'm still empty. Well, because there's a gap that God created in you that's made just for him. And you when you receive Christ, you go, Oh, now I see. Now now you're born of the spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So um, I, I just want to ask you this morning, I want to just give you an invitation to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You don't—you might not understand everything, but you do understand that you need a Savior in this world that we live in. And, and then the Lord will teach you, and the Holy Spirit will teach you, and the Word of God will teach you. There's a lot to that, you know, but you just start out by saying yes, Lord, I invite you into my heart. Let me just ask you first of all this morning, how many of you have already received Christ as your Lord and Savior? You know without a doubt that you're saved, right? You know without a doubt that you're saved but if you're here this morning and you say Pastor Perry I need Jesus in my life would you pray for me I want to just ask you to just pray and church family if you'll join in but everyone you say I need Jesus in my life I want to just ask you just to pray with me right now in the name of Jesus thank you Lord God pray this prayer with me right now Lord Jesus I thank you right now for speaking to my heart and drawing me to you Right now, Lord Jesus, I open my heart to you. I ask you to live inside of me. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Forgive me for all of my sins and give me a new life today. With my mouth, I now confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So, Lord Jesus, I believe on you now and I receive you as my Savior and my Lord. And I pray it in your holy name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Before you do anything here this morning, those of you that pray that prayer, your name has been written down in the Lamb's book of life. You're no longer lost, but you are saved. Um, you've been forgiven of all of your sins as far as the east is from the west. Praise God. You have a reservation written down in heaven. Praise God. And things are going to change in your life for the better. Jesus said, "I've come that you might have life more abundantly." I didn't, he didn't say it, and he, I didn't come so you wouldn't have any problems. You'll still have problems, but He says, "I'm going to be with you through those problems." You're gonna, you know, that Jesus lives in your heart. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So we want to welcome you in just a second to the family of God. But every person that prayed that prayer with me right now. And you said, I've received Christ as my Savior and my Lord. You, I just prayed that prayer with you, Pastor Perry, on this Sunday, this Christmas season Sunday. I want to just ask you quickly, all across the room, just to raise your hand real quickly so that I can see it. You. Raise your hand real high so that I can see it. Right here and right here, right here. Raise your hand real high. Real high. Raise your hand if you receive Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay hold your place for just one second. I want to ask uh, this morning, and this will take just a little bit of courage, but don't let you let it bother you at all, because I'm going to meet you. But I, I want to ask every person that lifted your hand and said, I received Christ as my Savior this morning. Uh, I want to ask you, just in a second, just to, to walk forward and just meet me here. I just want to pray a prayer blessing over you. And Jesus said this, if you'll confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father in Heaven. And so... If you deny me before man, I'll deny you before my Father in heaven. But he said, If you confess me before man, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. So every single person that just prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I want to just ask you just to meet me right up here, and I'm going to meet you down here as well. Would you do that right now? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Come on, everyone. Everyone that raised your hand. I'm you your first hand. Thank you. Nora. Nora. Praise the Lord. Don't be afraid. Don't have fear in your heart. Don't fear the one who can save you. Fear the one who can destroy you. And so I'm talking about the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Don't confess him. Confess the Lord. All right? So I want to just ask you just if you prayed and you meant it, just come forward real quickly. Just don't let anyone hold you back. The first step is the hardest. The next one's easy. And it'll follow you all the days of your life. In other words, when you come forward, you take that first step. It's going to be easier to take first step for, for Jesus uh, all your life. All right, all right. So I'm okay. I'm not going to belabor it. I just want to make sure in the name of Jesus. First name is Laura. Nora. Nora. Hi, Nora. And Shelby. Shelby. Hey, Shelby. I'm so glad. Would you give Nora and Shelby a God bless you this morning? Thank you, Jesus. So Nora and Shelby, this is the first walk forward invitation I've given in in two years. So I've really been missing this because of COVID and everything going on. I just want to pray a prayer of blessing. Although we've done lots of invitations out here, but this is, you know, this is where we need to be. Uh, Lord, I just pray for Nora and Shelby right now. And God, I just pray right now for your blessing over their lives. Lord, I just pray right now that you're going to bring your healing touch from the inside out. And God, even what the enemy has stolen and destroyed, God, I just thank you that you're God that redeems and restores. So, Lord, I just pray right now for your redeeming power, for your power to restore over their lives. And God, I just pray right now that you just wrap your arms around them, let them know how much you they are loved. And God, I just pray right now that this day forward, Lord God, they're going to have a, a brand new revelation of you, Lord God, to know that they belong to you. And God, that to know that you're living in their hearts. And I just pray this over each of them right now, and we welcome them, Lord, right now to the family of God. And we pray it in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Now give the Lord a great hand clap, of praise. Can you do that, hallelujah? We've got a a Bible that we'd like to give you for new believers, and we just rejoice with you, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. Um, Hallelujah. Now, there's a couple of people in the room here you're fighting with God. Uh, don't do that. Um, but God still loves you, okay? Just, you know, God still loves you. He won't give up on you. Don't push back on God. Say, God, I, push back on the devil, but don't push back on God. But I'm just encouraging him, okay? Just just uh, as we meet, but, but, but just say, God, I need it. And you can call out for him today. He, he, He'll save you out on a sidewalk or on a dirt path as easy as he'll save you right here in church. But uh, just do that, okay? Um, now, last thing here this morning, as we move forward, and we're ending this year and going into a new year, and I'll talk more about this when we get started on the first Sunday of the year. But uh, the Holy Spirit is speaking to me right now to just, um, in all of our lives, the Holy Spirit is giving me this word right now in this moment, is to plow up the fallow ground. Plow up the fallow ground. So the ground of your heart that's been hardened uh, is wheat, is maybe got some weeds in there, but it's been hardened to the things of God. And it's not even even an overt hardness at all. It's just saying, I just don't have that softness that I used to have. God is saying this, I want you to just plow it up, stir it up. In other words, plow up the fallow ground so that I can plant new seeds in you, that I can do a new thing in your heart, all right? So, so give God something to work with. In other words, God will, will, will change your heart of stone to a heart of flesh. And, and in other words, but just like in, in the farmers, they go out every season, they plow up the fallow ground so that it can receive the seed easily and then the seed can bear fruit some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. But your own heart is the same way. Sometimes our heart can become callous, sometimes our heart can become indifferent, but I just call it, it it can become hardened and it's not that you're mean or nothing. I love you, you're all good, you're all sweet. But I'm saying sometimes our heart just needs to be, just like you churn up the ground in your garden or whatever. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And the Holy Spirit would just say to you today, plow up the fallow ground in your heart. Just kind of turn it up because god has more that he wants to deposit in you all right it's for you for your benefit and and because when i see going forward i see us seeing greater measure of the glory of god coming into this place i'm talking about the glory of god and i want this church to where there'll be a, an anointing the presence of the Holy Spirit. So even before we walk into worship, people are, praise God, we are ready to go. It's not like we are coming to church on Sunday to get primed up or pumped up. I mean, we come here for encouragement, but there's been a lot of work going on during the week, saying, man, I've been in the Word, I've been in prayer, I've been plowing the ground. God's got something to work with right now. Receptive hearts that are ready to receive so that's the word right now just plow up the fallow ground you'll find it in the word of God as well but man I'll tell you what God has great things for each one of us and, 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 and what will happen it, it'll turn the church into a place where you just cannot deny the power of God because it's in your life and the neighbor next to you and all around us and the whole place is filled up with his power and his glory hallelujah so uh, I'm feeling that Lord, I just pray right now, Lord God, that in each one of our lives, Lord God, you'd let the fallow ground in our lives be plowed up. You're not mad at us, Lord God. You're encouraging us right now. Lord, I just pray right now that anyone that's got a heart of stone or a heart of indifference, God, that you would just, uh, Lord, let that heart be turned into a heart of flesh and that you would just plow up the fallow ground in our lives, Lord God, so that we can be ready to receive the seed uh, uh, from your word, Lord God, and also the rain from your Holy Spirit, and Lord will be able to absorb it. And Lord God, that it will bear good fruit. And I just pray this right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I just speak that over your people today. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for the gifts of Christmas. Thank you, Lord God, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you that you are God that is with us. Hallelujah. And we bless you. So, Lord, I just speak your blessing, Lord God. I speak the blessing of the Lord over your people today. And I pray it in the mighty name of Jesus. And if you love the Lord, give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless.